Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hexagon Radio. I'm your host, Christine Grail. In today's podcast, we're taking a look at one of the leading geomatics engineering research and educational centers in the United States, Oregon State University. Our guests today are research assistant professor, Dr. Ezra Cha, along with one of the students in the program, Tyler Clark. Thank you for speaking with us today. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. Ezra, tell me about the geomatics engineering program at Oregon State University. What is the primary focus of the program? So we focus a lot of areas uh, in geomatics. So the main focus areas include 3D laser scanning and LIDAR, uh, include aircraft systems, geographic information systems, geospatial hazard analysis, GPS and GNSS technology, cadastral surveys, geospatial data management, and geomatics computation and programming. And I can go on and on, and uh, this is just a short list of our focus area. That's a very big list. Is there any one topic in particular that you find is drawing new students into the program? To me, I would say the LIDAR and laser scanning is the one drawing a lot of attention nowadays. You can see the uh, autonomous vehicles uh, and all the advanced or emerging technology coming out. And uh, to be honest, it's really hard to catch up. So we in the university, we don't want to uh, let our students come out from the campus and just uh, couldn't catch up with the emerging technology. So we are trying to kind of have a balance between the traditional survey uh, to lay down that good foundation with all the theories, all the traditional survey, and also to cover the emerging technology so that they can um, be the next generations of uh, engineers or surveyors. So they can bring those technology, those knowledge into the industry and uh, kind of help the industry advance and improve the workability of all of those technologies and data. Tell me a little bit about the approach that the university takes. Are you doing a lot of hands-on instruction? Yeah, absolutely. So in our survey courses, so you, you really cannot learn survey equipment without using those. So uh, I'll give you some numbers here. So basically for every hour of lecture on survey, uh, we will have uh, two hours of lab sessions coming associated with it. So it's a full package. So for the lab session, the students will have an opportunity to run the equipment themselves and complete a project in the class. And sometimes we will have final projects. So the students have the opportunity to start from the very beginning, start from planning and then do the data collection and then do the data processing, get a chance to play with, around with those software and then do the analysis and then get push that to the application to the specific needs um, for that project. So our students can have this uh, good coverage on the entire workflow. Um, and for the, again, the lecture is just as important, but that's, it's just laid the foundation. So at the end of the day, we want our students to be able to get the real project done in the real world, right? So that's kind of our goal and our objectives there. Are you collaborating a lot with local firms, engineering firms, surveying firms, to make sure that the program is in line with the skill sets that they need? 
Yes. So uh, there are several aspects. So first, uh, those companies uh, will offer those summer internship opportunities. So our students can uh, do internship during the summer and get to know uh, how things are run in the industry, in those companies. Uh, and also we periodically invite people from companies to the campus to do presentations and give us talk and uh, let us know what's new, what's what's coming up um, and everything. Uh, and also we help industry, we help com companies do research sometimes to help solve some problems or provide solutions for companies. So uh, we work really, really closely with all the local business or some or larger companies through internship, through uh, guest uh, guest talks, uh, through the research collaborations, and also we wrote proposals proposals together to get the projects get fundings. So uh, it's kind of a multi uh, multifaceted collaboration out there. Yeah, sounds like there's a lot of opportunities for local firms to get involved, and even possibly even national firms to get involved in the work being done by Oregon State University. And and especially as you look at the situation right now with the need for talent, um, partnering with a university like Oregon State just makes sense to make sure that they're getting the talent that they need with the skill set that they need. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think one thing I would note is. Uh, uh, our research at Oregon State University, we are trying to solve real-world problem. We're not just uh, doing research, um, like only serve for the, let's say, scientific community. We also kind of do those things for engineering applications. We see the needs, and then we come up with this research uh, opportunities, and we get the solutions. And then we are pushing hard to make these solutions available. So we also have those commercialization and also uh, have those contract with the companies so that they can use the research outcomes. So the research outcome doesn't just sit in the publications, in the papers. So that's kind of our, um, our philosophy in doing research. And we become the first customer of our own product. That's fantastic. So it's, it's actually a way for firms to extend their capabilities by tapping into the research abilities of the Oregon State program. Exactly. I'm curious about the students that you see coming into the program right now and the students that you already have, the ones that are have just graduated maybe. Um, what stands out to you the most about these students? The students are unbelievable. They're incredible. They're, they are talented. They are smart. Um, they, they have great work ethics and they are creative. So if, if for a lot of research, it's actually students leading the projects, leading the research. And of course, our faculty uh, as advisors, we will provide guidance, we will provide, um, we will provide support. And uh, sometimes we will work with students together uh, to make sure the students can get from point A to point B in the most efficient way so they don't get uh, get lost on the, on the way because it's really, really easy to get lost in research because there are so many distractions and so many things that are interesting. Um, but for the students, there's really not a single formula to apply to all the students. So each we treat students as individuals. So we 
we customize the curriculum, we customize the research plan or the uh, mentoring plan for each individual student because some students want to stay in the academia, some students want to go to industry, some students want to start their own business, and each path requires different skills and knowledge. And uh, we are encour- we encourage students to find what they want and also try to uh, achieve their goals uh, with the uh, associated, let's say, curriculum, uh, research topics, like uh, projects, uh, and all the rest. So if I can give you a quick example. So for example, if, if uh, some students want to stay in the academia, they will need a lot of uh, teaching experience to get a faculty position, let's say. And we, in that case, we might shift the, the funding or the support of the students towards to the teaching assistant to, to get them gain that experience of teaching and interacting with students. And for the students want to uh, start a business, let's say, and there are programs at OSU to support that effort, uh, like the uh, Advantage Accelerator program. So to help you learn how to de-risk your startup company venture and also try to get uh, experience on the business side. In addition to the disciplines that I just mentioned, like it can be the core knowledge of survey. All right, excellent. And we have one of the students here from OSU, actually a, a former student now, right? Tyler Clark, you just graduated with your undergraduate degree in civil geomatics engineering. Did I get that right? Yeah, pretty much. I got the civil engineering and then I use my tech electives to specialize in the geomatic side. Why did you decide to study geomatics engineering? It kind of fell into it. Initially, I came into college undeclared, but as I kind of moved forward, I knew I always really liked the construction side, and that moved me towards civil engineering and the potential design and how you can take that as a designer and the broad application of that field, even in terms of construction management. Additionally, within the Oregon State program, you have some select tech electives, and I was able to fulfill those courses with geomatic specific, and that will allow me to take the PE and PLS, become licensed as an engineer and a surveyor. So initially, that was my interest, just have another abbreviation after my name, and I knew it was good money, but as I moved forward within the studies and took some of the surveying theory courses as well as the later stuff, it really grew my interest in terms of broad applications of the geomatics field. What did you like the best about the Oregon State program? I think it's a little different if you do the graduate or PhD approach because that is a select curriculum. But for the undergrad, since you are choosing your tech electives, I was really able to select the kind of geomatics courses I was interested in and kind of steer my focus towards my own interests. So I was able to do a coastal remote sensing and UAS surveying applications, whereas some of my peers who were more interested in the kind of conventional traditional survey approach, they were able to take classes like control surveying and get that more in depth than what surveying theory covered, as well as some of the property boundary courses. So I really liked that I could kind of steer it whatever I was interested in. What do you think are the biggest opportunities for professionals with a geomatics engineering degree? Maybe I'll start with you on this one, Ezra. I think the world is going to more and more um, interdisciplinary 
professions or research. So it's like everything is combined together. Uh, if, when you talk about AI, when you talk about um, all those uh, emerging technology, it's not specific for one discipline, for one focus area. Uh, everyone can benefit from it. But you want to add that flavor of geomatics or surveying uh, to that so you can apply that properly and know, uh, know what is behind the scene, know what's in that black box. So to us, we want our students to be uh, versatile. We want our students to be able to adapt. Uh, and also we want our students to be, a cre uh, to be more creative and can lead the industry to the right direction with all the knowledge they get. Because what's the state of the art right? or uh, what's in the industry right now, it's not necessarily the cutting edge research because that's by definition research. It's not going to be widely available for all the companies. So, um, so we want our students can bring something new to the industry. And uh, our hope is the industry also appreciate that new technology and knowledge that the students can bring. Tyler, as you look ahead to your career, now that you've finished one aspect of it and you're, you're on the verge of starting your new path, what technologies or applications most interest you? I think it's really broad at this point. Um, even when we were at Hexagon Conference, I was able to look at a lot of the future technologies and more recent stuff, how the kind of scanning is expanding as well as I was particularly interested by the BLK2 fly drone and how LIDAR is being applied even and integrated in drones as well. Uh, that was something I was really interested in is how kind of the remote sensing as well as the applications of drones and GNSS and scanning and all this new modeling and how there are more opportunities there and that's expanding even among the traditional surveying. What most excites you when you think about your future career? I guess just broad application. It was taking some of these courses, I was able to see, oh, I could go work for NOAA and do uh, post-hurricane change analysis and help recover there. Or I could do monument recovery and discover these old historic uh, monuments that haven't been found in a hundred years and um, even just kind of figuring out property issues or just drone photogrammetry, structural motion, how I can model that. There just seems to be a lot of opportunities within this field and that was kind of the most exciting part is looking at the potentials of where I could go with this. Ezra, what role can professionals play in strengthening the program? So first of all, I just want to say, I think the industry, um, like including all the, all the players, are doing a fantastic job uh, in communicating with the university, with, uh, with OSU. And uh, we kind of have those connections and uh, long-term connections to, to kind of communicate, to go back and forth on uh, how we should train our students and uh, what's, the, what's needed in the industry right now. Um, and to me, I think what the profession professional needs to do uh, is to embrace the new technology and uh, let the university know their challenge. So I mentioned uh, the research opportunity. So the university 
uh, or program, we can become a, basically an R&D department for some of the smaller companies that don't necessarily have a R&D, R&D section. So that can be a good way, like a two-way uh, collaboration because we have our students trained to do something that is uh, to address a problem that the industry or this company has, or maybe even in a particular project. And that can extend the field, that can expand the field, that can open up more gates to more opportunities and uh, applications. So I think that's what we should do. And plus, personally, I think the industry, the companies um, should do a better job in branding to attract, uh, to make surveyors sound cooler, to get more prospective students. I'm talking about high school students to get them into this field. And, and I think that's, that's the real need there because we are short for uh, land surveyors right now. And uh, we, we desperately need more surveyor students. And also I know the companies need more surveyors and the licensed surveyors uh, to to fulfill the their their tasks their projects so I think that will be a good thing that we should think about together and we need to sit down and uh, come up with a plan and so we can attract more uh, people into our field into our community. Well, and when you think about where things are going with artificial intelligence, with the whole concept of the metaverse, which is just in its infancy right now and still trying to be defined, and all these other things that are coming along that we can't even imagine yet, um, but it it really, it's hard for private industry sometimes to move in that direction because at the end of the day, they have to make the profit. So to be able to partner with someone like OSU to say, here, explore this for us and come back and help us understand how we can use this in a very practical sense. Yes, yes, exactly. So uh, we, we are doing research. So the definition, it's unknown. So we don't know what we are up to. We don't know if we can make it or not. We don't know if this method will work for this application or not. And uh, we can afford it because it's a research project. We're doing those research from different various uh, uh, sources, um, but the companies don't necessarily uh, have this, I would say, luxury to to afford those risks because they need to feed their employee, they need to make profits. Um, there's nothing wrong about that. So I think what we should do is we collaborate and then uh, we can share our experience. We are ha- more than happy to share our experience in our past research. We'll see a lot of successful research outcome like in papers, in the publications, in reports, but you rarely see the how it fails like during that process. So I think that's equal. that's equally important to the industry because this is how I failed and this is how I, how it doesn't work or didn't work. And then that's some lessons can be learned by everyone. And I think that can be become very, very valuable. And the, but the, the reality is uh, we can only report certain things because there, there is limited resources and time and uh, the publication has their preferences on what can be pub- published and what can not. So for the AI and deep learning, so all of those technologies are great, but uh, they are, so they are not designed 
for surveying necessarily or for a certain engineering applications. And it, I think it's our, uh, it's us engineers' responsibility to find the right use of these tools, just like computers. When the computers first come out, and that's not for surveying, and, but we surveyors become the first group uh, taking advantage of it because we have large amount of data to process. That can be very, very long process and the computer just uh, make it really, really fast. So the, I think the AI is gonna be the same thing. We cannot uh, wait for computer scientists to come up with the solution and say, hey, surveyors, here is the perfect software for, your, for you, or this is the best uh, machine learning, deep learning model for you. I think it's our responsibility to come up with the solution for our community, for our, uh, uh, our industry, because at the end of the day, we learn the fundamentals, we know what we need, and we know what people need from us. So I think that's going to be the right way to go. And also, honestly, I think the deep learning, the AI, um, it's, uh, it can be very, very overwhelming nowadays because everyone is talking about it. And I think we need to calm down and start from, from the basics and uh, kind of know what we actually want. You can make a lot of fancy things, but uh, at the end of the day, we need to get the projects done and we need to make sure we can sign off the, the survey, we can sign off the work. And uh, because there are engineering like or legal ramifications, we need to be responsible to the work that we did. All right, great insights from both of you. Very exciting work being done at OSU, preparing students for what comes next. We appreciate your time today and thank you for joining us. To our listeners, you can learn more and tune in to more Hexagon Radio episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, or visit hexagonspotlight.com for more stories from Hexagon. Thank you for listening. Thank you.